2: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and
3: I don't know that that's actually true. I think he's just a bad reader, and that's more embarrassing somehow. You know what I mean? Like, if he legitimately can't read the words, it's like, oh, the, the school system failed him. This is yeah. terrible. But if he can only
4: kind of sort of read, nigga, you dumb. Get it together. <laughs> like, if you can sound that word out and you like, good, then, like, you just not working hard enough. Like, you don't want right, to Like, you exactly. don't want to know how to read. Like, nigga, if you can sing and Play a piano. You can learn how to read.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you can freestyle a song about dolphins, you can learn to sound out this Shel Silverstein book. Stop pretending like you're the victim here. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another sensational episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the world of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that Isaiah Washington is a descendant of George Washington, mostly in his raging homophobia and deep desire to revive slavery. That is their connection. That's their blood that's the thing that their family believes in. It's probably on a crest somewhere that Isaiah Washington wears when he does commercials now for, I think, diabetes medication. I think that's more or less what his career has been reduced to. The man's not doing well, but he's a Trump supporter and you got to respect that don't we don't we folks don't we have to respect isaiah washington and his political beliefs i sure believe so i'm your host langston kerman i'm happy to be here as always i have an exciting guest for you all he's hilarious you guys know him from writing on amber ruffin's show you know him from writing on michelle wolf's show you know him from fucking being hilarious on comedy central he's so funny you guys are gonna love him please give it up for Dwayne
4: perkins Ooh, hello. Yeah. Ooh, uh-huh. Clapping. A little clapping oh, for I you. Love that. <laughs> love that. Ooh, that made me feel good. Yeah. Heard claps and. We're
3: all miserable, but those claps <laughs> make you feel a little less alone, and that's kind of nice. Uh,
4: I felt. Alive for two seconds. Thank
3: you. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's take that liveness right out of your spirit because you came to me <laughs> with a conspiracy theory. You brought us a conspiracy theory that I, that I would say is one of our more controversial picks. It's one that's going to cause some stir in the audience at home. They they're going to feel something in reaction to what you chose. But you said my mama told me
2: R. Kelly didn't do it.
4: Mm Hmm, and multiple times, and every time, like recently within, I would say quarantine, she has tried to bring up this conversation, and each time I've been like, "Yo, you gotta stop." (laughs) Wait, okay,
3: (laughs) hold on, hold the phone, because what you're saying to me is your mom, in fact, did say this to you. This isn't because we just frame it. My mama told me it doesn't have to be your mother. My my mother literally has told me. Jesus Christ, (laughs) my goodness. Well, let's start there. Why? Why does she say this?
4: Uh, she keeps bringing up the fact that she grew up with Sparkle. Okay. <laughs> and she didn't like her, so she must be a liar. <laughs> okay. All right. And I, and, and I was like, ma'am, that's that's not how this works. And she was like, well... I know her. And I was like, but that's not this is not an indictment. I her. love that. I
3: love that. Her entire instinct is, well, Sparkle's a lying hoe. So as long as Sparkle's involved in this, I know my dear friend, Robert, couldn't have done anything.
4: She literally calls him Robert. She does not call him R. Kelly. Of course. She's called him Robert since since my childhood. And I was like, do you know this man? And she would say she did, but I don't think she did. Oh, wait. she
3: So she claims that she has, in fact, met Robert.
4: Yes. She was like, I know Robert. And I was like, how? And she'd be like, you know, I know Sparkle. And I was like, no, <laughs> they are not
3: the same. A lot of people know Sparkle. And a lot of people don't know R. Kelly. There's not like a permanent, like, tether to the two of them.
4: Most people don't even know who the fuck Sparkle is anymore, I think yeah i mean she's not like at the front of anybody's mind i don't think unless you're watching that documentary and she watched the documentary and she was like well people wanted money and it was just like a lot of her just doubting everybody except the man who is a pedophile
3: wow okay so how let's start there how many and we're not starting anymore we're in this shit. but how many episodes into the documentary did your mother go
4: I, I don't even think she finished the first one. I think she was just like, you know what? This goes against what I think, and I don't have the room to change that.
3: Sure. Right
4: now. And I, that, <laughs>
3: that makes sense because I there's no way you make it to episode six, and then at the end you go, you know, I still don't think he did it. <laughs> 43 women I in, I think
4: he's still pretty innocent. I think as soon as she saw Sparkle, she was triggered and she was like, Nope, That's <laughs> not <fair>. this line, <laughs> <I> no. <know." laughs>
3: That's fair. Do you know how she knows Sparkle?
4: They grew up in the same neighborhood.
3: Okay. So they were just. So like, they like
4: went to school together and she was like, yeah, I like grew up with, with her. I got you. And the whole time she was a lion hoe.
3: Just a lion hoe. You know, you just can't, you just can't trust it, which is wild. (laughs) It's wild. It's wild that your mother is using that as justification for R. Kelly being innocent. But alternatively, the fact that Sparkle is a lying hoe does not necessarily make him any more innocent. And that's sort of the point. Like, she could, in fact, be a lying hoe. I don't know Sparkle personally, but I'll I'll go with your mom on that. Maybe she is a lying hoe. But that doesn't make the man not a pedophile. It just means
4: ah, she she be lying sometimes. That's the point that I made to her, and then she, of course, would bring up deeper things, which I would then have to be like, "Oh no, that's crazy." Mm-hmm. Where she'd basically say, "Like you know, like everybody knew," and I'd be like, "Yeah, but that's that doesn't <laughs> mean anything." <laughs> yeah, we all knew. Sure, but like that makes it worse.
3: Right, that makes see? us complicit. That doesn't make him innocent mm-hmm. of anything.
4: Her thought is like, well, if we are new and anybody's saying nothing then, why are we trying to take him down now? And I was like, you know, time. <laughs> time is a concept. And, you know, <laughs> we don't control it. You know, we uh really trauma decay. has a, a
3: tendency to feel exponentially heavy
4: on your spirit after a while. Yeah. And like, also like R. Kelly was not like thriving where it's like now we got to take him down at his height. It's like, No. His height was a while ago. Right.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah. No, R. Kelly uh, admittedly has already said he's broke. He said, you know, y'all are just trying to take down a, a broke legend is what he refers to himself as. So, yes, this certainly is not him in, at his height by any means.
4: I maybe she's just like, I don't know. Like, I get being, like, on the fence about his music. and would be like, oh, I really like this song, and he's a bad person. But you can't just be, like, on the fence about, like, him just out here like being a pedophile that's not like that's just like a fact and she recognizes that I think but she just like refuses to like acknowledge any of the implications of
3: that right that uh, if I'm hearing you correctly it's not so much that she's like fully denying the possibility that he's a pedophile she just doesn't like that that makes everyone around him and his music bad that, like, yes. he can be a pedophile, but why we gotta stop bumping the songs? Why we gotta stop enjoying the the character that he's created?
4: She basically says, like, he's a pedophile, but it's not just him, mm-hmm. it's everybody. So it's not like he shouldn't be the one that's just in trouble. Sure. And I'm just like, but, <laughs> we gotta start <laughs> <I> mean, somewhere. <laughs> like, that's a great first step. Sure.
3: <laughs> holding him to some level of accountability would be a, it'd be a joy. It would be a, a great step forward in, in the way that we deal with these problems.
4: Yeah. It's like, she like blames him and I'm like, great. And then she'll like, keep going and be like, but we should also blame the parents and the girls. And I'm just like, you should have stopped. Yeah, 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 Like at the first one, like, that's just like, and one thing well let's
3: let's let's backtrack a little bit because i think that some interesting stuff is coming up in this i'm curious to know when she first said it to you because it, it might at least from what you're saying she's been saying this for a long time right when she mm-hmm. first said it to you was there any part of you that thought maybe she was correct that like oh maybe he didn't do it maybe he's not the bad guy that the
4: world is telling me he is No, not a single moment. (laughs) It was just like so obvious. Like growing up in Chicago, going to high school, R. Kelly was like the candy man. Like Mm -hmm. there was just like lore. Like you just knew the nigga would be in a pizza cruiser by Kenwood trying to get some girls. Like that was just like a thing. I'd be like, yeah, that's that raping man who got good music. I didn't like, so there was never a doubt of like, he didn't do it. It, I just didn't know that like people... Wasn't listening to his music because of it. I just thought that, like, within the circle that I was in, within like life, I'm like, yeah, we all know. Yeah. But, like, he made good music. So like, these are two facts that just right. exist. He makes good music, and a nigga raped Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
3: I think that makes perfect sense. The girl he peed on on tape, at least, went to my high school, and so it was one <laughs> of those things where it was like, yeah, we all knew. But we're not unreasonable. We're still going to step in the name of love. Like, it's, it, yeah. I don't, what am I? What am I better than the three songs that we got
4: for our prom? You know what I mean? That like everybody wants to hear. Right. I'm like, the world's greatest makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. How dare you ask me to take that away? And also, it's just like, if the government ain't doing, like, if cop ain't doing shit, what am I going to do? I'm in high school. Right.
3: Yes, and I think that that's something that to your your earlier point, we had to learn along the way, right? Like, I didn't learn that, like, oh, I have some accountability in the way that he progresses or doesn't progress. And I can actually make adult choices. Whereas when I was a kid, I'm like, fuck it, man. I don't know. He's a bad dude. He peed on that girl, I know. But we'll be all right. We're going to keep (laughs) dancing.
4: (laughs) That was my exact feeling as well. Like, my uncles had that tape just like next to like the normal like dvds like it would be like blade and then like the piss tape and i'm just like that's crazy that like this is so casual like this is child porn right (laughs) that's also fascinating because as a
3: child i don't think it was ever presented as child porn in it was not. our colloquial circles, right? Like, I'm sure in court, they're calling it child pornography. That's what he got arrested and charged for. But ultimately, everybody I talked to, it was just like a tape with a girl getting peed on.
4: Mm-hmm. And that's fucking nuts. We're not. <laughs> it is insane that that was the narrative, just like, you know, this little girl, just like regular. Like, it blows my mind to think back to those times and be like, damn. I didn't question shit. No. <laughs> I remember
3: very vividly having conversations with like girls that I knew whose biggest takeaway from the R. Kelly tape was that he had a big penis more than the fact that he was peeing on a child that they were like, I don't know. R. Kelly hanging though. I let R. Kelly. <laughs> it was like, whoa, this is problematic
4: as fuck. But also we're 14. Uh, so who knows? Yeah, we didn't have like any sense of morals clearly yeah it was just like you know
3: things happen I think i I just wanted one of those sweet big penises I was hearing about I didn't
4: know that uh that that big penis came with a cost you know what I mean and I was just like too busy trying to say like you know let me th- Pretending like titties so I don't get beat sure. up. So like fair. I had to make to worry about <laughs> than some girl getting pissed on, unfortunately. But of course now there's foresight. I'm like, sure. all right.
3: <laughs> I don't like titties. Peeing on girls is wrong. It's
4: yeah, I got you. Uh, you gotta learn so much. You
3: learn a lot. What do you think it would take? to finally turn your mother in the in the other direction on this whole R Kelly scenario. Is there anything in the world that could happen that would finally bring her around to being like, "All right, fine, he's a bad guy."
4: I think in her heart she knows and I think she's just at a place where if she admits that she's just going to lose all faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. So I think she's like clinging on to this like idea of like everything I love can't be bad, right? Sure. And I'm just like, "Look, lady, so, maybe she needs like a legit therapist so that she can find other things to cling to that's not this nigga. But, like, yeah, yeah she just needs like to process it. Cause, like, when we talk about it, whenever she brings it up, I'm like, yo, you don't want to do this. Cause, like, I'm not the person to bring this up to because I'm not nice about him or this situation. Right. And it always gets to a point where she can't deny it. So she's just like, we got to stop talking. (laughs) She's like, I don't know why you brought it up. (laughs) I don't like
3: talking to you anymore. So I'm going to walk away. Yeah, I get that. Uh I do think that that is, One of the more complicated elements of all of what's happening in society, right, with like cancel culture and cancel culture is a weighted term at this point that comes with all kinds of weird connotations. But I do think that at its root, what we're asking people to do is a a super complicated ask inside of what should be basic morality. Right. The basic thing is this person is bad. You shouldn't want them to be in your life. But what we're also trying to get people to do is undo... Every memory, every connotation, every connection they have to the past that relates to this person. And so maybe some of the, the ask, maybe some of the starting point of this is not being like, that dude's bad. You got to like erase his music from all of your memory and more be like, hey, that dude's bad. So maybe, you know, try to filter it out.
4: Let's let's wean you off of, of kills. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I was, like, first step is just, like, you can't victim blame. And then she was, like, okay. And then I'm, like, that is a step. Like, you are learning. You you still are right, not where I need you to be, but, like, this yeah. is a step. And then like, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I also have to recognize just, like, resource-wise. I'm, like, I don't, you don't think like me. I've done a lot more work. Just, like, being, like, black and gay. Very early on, I had to, like, get to a point of being, like, I will cut any off at any moment. I don't care. Sure. <laughs> And she just like she didn't she didn't have to deal with that like she just wasn't there and and I'm just like okay I will recognize like where you are in your like journey mentally and like emotionally but also move quicker because this nigga's bad right I,
3: and to that <laughs> let's just start her off get her to a point where she can go you know what that 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 sparkle she a lion hoe. But that lion hole is a victim. And then if we can just get her to call that lion hole a victim, then we can start to introduce conversations around, hey, maybe you shouldn't want to hear that song anymore because this human uh produced that song off of the blood and tears of of poor children or whatever the fuck it is that he, he used for inspiration.
4: Mm-hmm. I have to like convince her to like, okay, Take the blackness away for like two seconds. Like, look at him as just like a regular ass man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, don't think it like, we ain't trying to bring no black man down. This is not that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if we are just talking within blackness itself, blackness is now not a factor. Now judge this man. Yeah. Yeah. And there
3: you go. <laughs> that, I think Back. and that's a and again, that's a hefty ask, right? Because it is. because what it we're really talking is. about is generations of men who have been, you know, at least through various forms of evidence have been falsely accused or connected mm-hmm. to things that we know are not true. And so now uh, your mom is doing math that doesn't belong in this equation. Right. She's sitting here yes. and looking at R. Kelly like Emmett Till. And that ain't that ain't <laughs> the same vibe. N-
4: uh, not at all. R- I'll be <laughs> like honest. Emma
3: Till's music sucks, but he was an actual victim who deserves to be defended. Whereas R. Kelly makes jams and is a fucking monster. Uh, he was on the soundtrack to a Batman movie, and I should <laughs> be <laughs> Wait, is that what you know R. Kelly best for? Is being on the soundtrack I mean, to City
4: Batman? My shit, <laughs> got them <is> <laughs> You could have named
3: any song, and you're like, he was on the soundtrack to Batman. You know, the worst Batman. That is a hero for white people, and he was on the soundtrack for that. So he was in the heart to some people. That's true. That that is very true. One of the things that I. I sort of found as I was like unpacking and we'll get into the research in a bit. But one of the things that I immediately found is a lot of people making that exact same claim, not about the Batman soundtrack, but just generally that like, I don't know. He made a lot of songs that like literally frame the way that we think about music. It's kind of hard to just be like
4: a hey, fuck him forever. And always truly every graduation.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Like it
4: was just like, he made music that was like imbued into like, the culture of blackness, yeah, which is like very difficult because you, a seven-year-old child, just being like, "I love this R. Kelly time, but back to yeah. the world. You don't know he out here pissing on people, no, on children. <laughs> yeah, on
3: on literal children. What do you think it's gonna take for Chicago to fully untether themselves from R. Kelly? Is it possible for the city of Chicago to finally like make peace with what he's done? I don't
4: think it would be until that whole step in generation dies. Okay. <laughs> so you're looking because at them like lie. like conservative voters. You're like, uh,
3: they just uh-huh. have to die yeah. off and then we can.
4: Yeah, I just don't think it's going to change. Like he has, maybe that nigga does voodoo. Because the whole he has on Chicago is like supernatural. And I just don't think it's going to go nowhere until it's just like, Desipates like he has to die all them people gotta die yeah. and then at one point R. Kelly would just be like people we don't know about because everybody dead
3: okay like, <laughs> so just anybody <laughs> anybody in a flowing linen suit has to has to die away anybody who's ever stepped to a song has to die off and then finally we'll be free of R. Kelly and all of his burdens if you own Stacy Adams yep. <laughs> <laughs> If you've ever uh, shook some sunflower seeds in your hand like you're about to roll dice, you got to die. Otherwise, R. Kelly's always going to be here.
4: Yep. K&G is going to go out of business. (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: what it's going to take. And we're going to take a break and we'll be back with more Dwayne Perkins and more My Mama Told Me.
2: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of and audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
5: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future.
0: that. We're not going to let Joe Biden And Kamala Harris cut America's meat That's dead on that That's dead on Yeah that.
3: we're back here with more Dwayne Perkins more my mama told me We're still talking about that Sinister act R. Kelly performed on many many People and the people who still Defend him is there a possibility In your mind that R. Kelly is being sort of uh, mistreated in any of this process that like, there's any of this that has been conflated or brought to a larger scale than what he deserves.
4: Um, no. When when you think of it like macro versus micro, like there are some instances where I'm like, sure. Is this black man not receiving, like if this was a white man, would he be treated differently? There are moments Mm -hmm. where I'm like, yeah, yes, obviously. Cause niggas don't like niggas like that's just like what the system is but also on like a personal level i'm like ah you know how life works yeah <laughs> like i like there is a, a sympathy symbolically for a black men but not for him like but sure. like as a symbol i'm like i i get it But also you cancel that out because you are a pedophile like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't like rectify that within myself But I can, like, see, like, speak about it on, like, in a greater sense. But, like, personally not. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think, personally,
3: it would become a different conversation if R. Kelly were able to express any kind of remorse or self-reflection in any of this. That, like, even, and this doesn't excuse any of the choices, but even if he were able to go, like, yo, looking back on it, maybe I shouldn't have married that 15-year-old that's inappropriate and it was a different time in america blah 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 like then i could at least begin to understand the processing of a person like that but as it is right now it's just a dude being like nope nope (laughs) the video you have ain't real any documentation you have of me doing stuff that you don't agree with ain't true it's like okay bro you're that's just sociopathic that's beyond Yeah,
4: like like if you're not living in reality so we can't even like pretend to have sympathy for you because we don't live in the same place so like my sympathy ain't real because like we are in different dimensions sir If you can still sit here and be like "Mm -mm, what that's not my face that's my face (laughs) who me (laughs) how many girls yeah i know all of them personally but like okay she was in my basement but so what (laughs) no
3: (laughs) so what what? You, you, y'all you don't all have chains in your basements and little glass cupboards where you keep people? Wait, I, not people, just in general, he people said, I love. I don't There's know. It's a
4: pool table. People like pool tables in the basement.
3: <laughs> That's why she was down there. <laughs> it's a pool table with a people-sized compartment in it. I don't understand what the problem is. Okay, let's get into some of this research. Because in researching the, you know, R. Kelly didn't do it of it all. I think one of the ways that I could have gone about this is to do what we already know and go down the list of the facts that sort of prove that he absolutely is a rapist, is a pedophile, is a bunch of other creepy, heavy words. What I thought was a little more interesting is to dig into some of the research of people who are still defending R. Kelly, right? So there are people like his sisters who even as of last year came forward and said that they still believe that he's completely innocent and they're hoping that justice is served. There are fans and former co-workers, if you will, or people on his record label who have come forward. There's even this girl Dana Jackson who has been seen multiple times outside of Robert Kelly's court cases holding up a sign that reads, hashtag him too which i love i love that so much
4: (laughs) that that is layered that is um i'm just like where did her thought start and how did it get where it landed
3: (laughs) well let's begin i think where it started was hashtag me too and he was Mm -hmm. like okay but that's about women And I don't know. And that's primarily about obviously it implies that other people could be a part of it. But no, the movement was started by women about the injustices being brought on to women. But Robert is also being treated unjustly and he is more important than women. And so he needs his own hashtag separate from these women, but also incorporates the tone and the language of this other hashtag. So hashtag him too.
4: Mm. So not only is she protesting, she's like, I'm going to take what y'all was protesting and shit on that as I'm doing my protest, just to make my That's point right. stronger. Because him too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get it. <laughs> yeah. That's my cousin. I think you get it. And I think if you
3: want to get it tattooed on yourself, I, you, know, you won't get any judgment on this side of the
4: table. You know what I me mean? so much. I don't think about it. I <laughs> am thinking about doing something for the holidays that may be on the table. <laughs>
3: bring that you know what bring that home to the family and see how uh, that's got to help heal you and your mother's relationship a little bit she's gonna want to
4: talk to you that way that would definitely help us for sure uh maybe i'll get it with her maybe we'll both get it <laughs> maybe that will be her has- first brother. <laughs> i love that matching hashtag him to
3: tattoos is uh maybe the best idea this podcast has ever produced and i think you should definitely do it okay so In searching for real evidence, not just sort of like these opinion-based things about R. Kelly being innocent, one of the things that I landed on was this article called R. Kelly in the Politics of Truth. And so it really is less about proving that R. Kelly is innocent because I don't think at this point anybody, in fact, can do that. But it gets really heavy into like philosophical shit about what it means to label someone good or bad or right or wrong, if that makes sense. So it basically unpacks a lot of shit that this French philosopher, this dude, Michael Foucault gets into, but he basically argues something called the regimes of truth theory. And this regimes of truth theory argues that political relations surrounding truth, meaning the ways in which facts can be altered by publicly established rules or norms, subsequently make socially accepted truths less truthful. Does that make sense? Yes, I'll try to put it in less uh, weirdy, wordy, wordy words. What he's saying is, I think that like what we understand to be true. The sun is hot, right? Like that is a standard truth out in the world. The sun is, in fact, hot. But the reason we would call this hot is not always the same. That if we ask a person from like ancient Egypt why it's hot, they would say that the sun god Ra made it hot right like that's his way of like expressing his power and love for the earth whereas if we were to ask a physicist today they would bring up a bunch of stuff about like helium and hydrogen atoms and the explosions and mixing and blah 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 so while they are both true to the individuals politics and circumstances and history change the way that we understand those truths yes truth is dictated by point of view exactly that's exactly right. And, and even more so just point of view, it's history mm-hmm. and culture mixing into that point of view that makes it so complicated. Yeah. So now that brings us into understanding what R. Kelly's situation is. And one of the things that they argue in this article is that R. Kelly exists in a time where some of the things that he's understanding to be true or right or wrong or even the world is socially accepting as norms are in fact normal for that period right yes i feel like you're not bought into this and you won't say it you're trying to be polite and like bite your tongue through it
4: and it's making me uncomfortable and i won't sit through it i refuse i'm just trying like I thought about like this way of thinking is just like how I think normally, but the way that they're trying to use it for our Kelly is like a disconnect for me. Cause like mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, I don't understand what truth he could have that could be so skewed by time culture context that he would still today still have that point of view. Sure. Well,
3: I think what we could argue is that if in fact, We allowed him to go on television and sit next to a 15-year-old girl wearing matching Mickey Mouse ears and outfits, right? That there's a level of acceptance that the world offered him. That if you are a person so detached from reality that you don't begin to recognize that, like, oh, that acceptance was mostly out of ignorance and sort of, like, bad decision making more than it is out of like a real healthy perspective then you can continue to behave that way despite the fact that the world feels differently sure but like
4: what are we supposed to do about that as far as fixing it yeah as far as just like his way of thinking if like if we're judging his actions by this idea of like oh well he was made to think that like this thing was okay because of the circumstances that he was in like sure but like what then but like what now are we just supposed to be like all right that's cool well
3: well, I'll say two things to that number one I think that that Part of what philosophy does is just uh, make stuff thinky and not make stuff solution based. It's like, well, how did we think about the things that we thought? And why did we think those things? It doesn't actually go like, and this is how you fix shit. You know what I mean? And then number two, I'll say that I don't know that their argument is to say that R. Kelly in any way is not a monster in this, but more to say that like the world being slightly complicit in his behavior and choices ultimately leads us down a path where r kelly gets away with it for much longer than he should
4: have yes i think that's kind of what my mother was saying but in like a more hood way of just being like Uh but but look at everything else and me being like yes i've thought about this and like even with that context this is a conversation that should be bigger but it doesn't make this conversation that we're having smaller like there we can expand this conversation to include those ways of thinking but those ways of thinking doesn't take away from anything that has been discussed thus far about him and his actions
3: sure and i think to that point we could go down we can go down a a historical train right where we say like well back in you know Socrates day they used to have sex with little boys and that was a way of in their mind passing on wisdom it was the physical act of of sharing wisdom with another person was to have sex with someone younger than you specifically a young man as a way of empowering them and making them better for the world right and maybe R. Kelly somehow is justified because these older generation did this thing but to your point the context that we live in right now doesn't offer any of those compromises whether we introduce the Socrates conversation or not R. Kelly was still going to high schools to pick up little girls and that ain't
4: said Socrates ain't say shit about that yeah like that like if the context that we exist in is not the context that the argument exists in then we can't just like say that they're the same. Cause we're like, no, he, that's not what he's doing. Like, sure. This is a bigger conversation. That's philosophical in nature, but that's exactly what it is. is critical thinking about ideas, but we're not talking about ideas. We're talking about this nigga going to physical places to pick up children. So like,
3: I think that's right.
4: We can like, both of those conversations can exist. They just don't exist in the same lane. Cause they're not in the same lane right that yes but one of those lanes has a little girl in it yeah (laughs) (laughs) one of those
3: lanes got a little girl in it and it's got a a real nice cadillac escalade pulling up right next to the little girl and saying get in little girl i'm taking you to the studio <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good riff and I'm not going to bite back on that. Uh <laughs> here's something else that I thought was interesting and sort of and this goes back to your mother's argument about the possibility that he could have been wrongfully convicted or wrongfully even accused is that 9,750 people are wrongfully convicted every year in the United States. 9,700 Fifty people are wrongfully convicted every year. And then on top of that, only 159 people are exonerated, were exonerated, rather, in 2015 and 2016. That's basically less than 2% of the people that are going to prison for a crime they didn't commit being released and made, you know, getting their names cleared afterwards.
4: I mean, those statistics are terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, they're heartbreaking statistics. <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, yeah, yeah, and, like, <laughs> and I do think that's also a conversation that can't, like, I think that most people aren't equipped to think about things in such a large way that they encompass many people's feelings at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I think that there is a way to listen to a woman when they accuse a person of a thing and then also be cognizant of like, oh, there is another person attached to this accusation we also have to like be aware of this person's feelings as well while still recognizing that like the person that's accusing the person of this is also going through something and i just don't think we as people are just like smart enough to deal with that so it's just like yeah
3: i think that's right (laughs) i think even to that point we've created a weird language around sexual abuse where it's almost heroes and monsters mm-hmm. and not human beings doing human shit to each other, right? And so at the end of the day, to your point, if someone is accused, be it wrongfully or rightfully accused of something, we're talking about a human being's experience on both sides of this thing. And we should be able to analyze it as in that way instead of going, oh, this victim who is now like the, you know, coming forward, what a hero versus versus this monster who did a horrible thing to them and we don't want to hear any words from the monster we can't possibly hear the monster's perspective and there should be a balance of both of those things we should be able to listen to a human cry out about very honest human things and then we should simultaneously be able to hear whether right or wrong their defense of what they think this thing is and then come to a conclusion from that that truth.
4: Yes. And I think that's why it's so difficult, because I think we'd have to, similar to how I feel about everything in this fucking country, like you'd have to like start from the bottom to create like a new sense of speaking about these things. Because even being accused, it's so loaded now that like the language on which you'd have to speak about it to get your side out without blaming the victim or like, there's just like not a language to really encompass both of these people within this like situation. And so I just think yeah. like from jump it's just like soiled. <laughs> it's just like a yeah. bad system.
3: Yeah. And I think it it goes even beyond the system, right? Is that like Mm -hmm. when we think about the R. Kelly victims involved in this, so many of the defenses and you brought up some of them are like for even these young girls, 14, 15 year old girls were like, she's fast. You know what I mean? She, she's a loose girl, even though she's a child, she's in it for the money. Her parents should have been watching her. They got something out of it too, be it fame or attention. There's so many different ways we can can change the scope of this argument away from the actual issue, which is that forty-year-old man should not insert
4: himself in that child. Period. Mm-hmm. It's it just, and that's what it feels like. Just like there's like facts of being like, if we just recognize like logic and how like the human experience work, there's no world in which we can put onus on this child when there's a forty-year-old man involved. Like there's just like not a situation. Where he should not have had more foresight than this child. So there's just like no world where I can ever like blame a child. Cause I'm just like, these are situations like as a child, and we've all been children. That's how you become a grown up. You understand power. Like society works with power and dynamics. You also understand that you're probably dumb as a child. You don't have foresight because you're a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're yep. making decisions based on the decade and some years you've been alive whereas this 40 year old man (laughs) has 40 years under his belt so there's just no world where we're comparing the knowledge or the experience of these two parties and to even consider that child to be equal to that grown-up we're already starting from like a place of bad faith because like that's not that's just not gonna work
3: I think you make a good point but consider this what if that 40 year old can't read Hmm. What if he doesn't know what the word foresight means? Now we're getting into rocky territory. I guess we could agree R. Kelly's innocent.
4: And just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can't read, I really do think that cancels out everything you've ever done.
3: Sure. I mean, he, a lot of people in this circle say he can't read, but. This brings me to uh, what I would say is is maybe the final sort of conclusion I came to in the possibility or the at least exploration of R. Kelly's innocence. One of the things that I sort of landed on in studying all of this stuff was a theory that I'm coining the P falls in the woods theory, right? And so many people who continue to work with R. Kelly basically claim that they maintain his innocence, not because they actually believe that he's innocent, but most of them just go, well, I didn't see the tape, so I can't prove it one way or the other. Like, I can't call him guilty if I didn't see the actual crime that otherwise would make him guilty. Therefore, I'm going to keep getting this money.
4: I mean, I didn't see the Titanic, but I'm still like, that shit happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, that's a terrible defense like niggas die and you don't be like I had to be there Just know that Martin yeah. Luther King <laughs> was shot like do you also think that that didn't happen like it just doesn't make sense and if anybody would say that I'd be like I think you can't read either I think you're dumb."
3: <laughs> right that it's, it, it it has a not only is it tone deaf in in its response it also has a, a level of like idiocy to it where it's like all right man so you just have to see all the stuff for you to believe that the stuff happened you just just say you wanted more money and this dude makes great music and you're happy to be connected to his business
4: it's like you're saying out loud that your thinking capacity is that of a dog and a baby
3: like Mm -hmm, you like mm -hmm. that's
4: crazy like no
3: right Now, here's a conclusion that came out of the article that I do think is worth exploring for a second. One of the things that they sort of introduce, and I don't even know if this is their intention, but I'm not a researcher or a scientist, so I'm going to make it something more complicated than I think they were leading to. But one of the things they ask is how much of our current truth is going to remain true for the remainder of human existence, right? Much in the way that... You know, Socrates teaching us to have sex with little boys is no longer a truth that we accept. How much of the things that we're currently accepting as a truth are going to remain exactly that all the way down the line? Do you know what I mean? Mm hmm. And so the big question it left me with is in a thousand years or a hundred years, assuming we make it that long, we won't. But a thousand years from now, will we still see R. Kelly as a monster or is he going to be then like sort of like viewed as something other than a monster because of the changes in culture and history that make his crimes less
4: criminal? Sure. I also think we just like probably not gonna be talking about r Kelly in a thousand years. Um, mm. like he was impactful, but like not a thousand years. Like we barely talk about. Like I don't. Like I mean, like Socrates. Like is r Kelly the Socrates of our time? I, I, I don't know. Well. Maybe maybe he <laughs> is to some people. Um, in the closet. I don't know. Revolutionary. So I don't know. Um, but sure. I I think there's a world we look at people like. What's that? That man who killed everybody, Kangas Khan? Like he just murdered everybody, yeah. and we still just he's still just in the consciousness, niggas still be bringing him up. Um, sure, and he so didn't maybe. just
3: murder everybody; he raped everybody, and then murdered, he murdered Ra- everybody. And and part of that is now, and the reason we know that he raped everybody is because I think it's some crazy number where it's like. of the entire world's population. Descends from Genghis Khan. That like he was so good at raping. That he literally created. Our genealogy. Our entire like family history. And we're all connected somehow to this dude. And so to your point. I I think it's it's hard to know the way that we're gonna view people. Maybe R. Kelly won't matter. Maybe he's gonna completely become like absent in the minds of the the people of the future. But if he does matter, we hope that he's at least remembered as you know a rapist and not a good thinker, yeah. not the, uh, a Socrates, if you will, a,
4: a rapist who was on the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There it is. We're going to take another break and we'll be back with more Dwayne Perkins and more My Mama Told Me.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
2: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
5: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future.
3: back
2: mom do
5: you ever feel you know not so fresh ew no no no
3: yeah we're back here with more Dwayne Perkins more my mama told me we're still hoping that R. Kelly isn't the Socrates of our time but there's no way to know we'll just have to check back in a thousand years from now when the earth is almost certainly melted and or covered in giant hunks of ice who knows You got a plan? You think you you have any idea what the Earth is gonna look like a thousand years from now?
4: Um, I think it's gonna be like a bunch of pollution, and then we as humans are going to evolve. Very few of us, though, and we just Mm. we're gonna be able to like breathe. And and I think the life expectancy is gonna probably be like thirty-two or something. You think we're going back to like Jesus time, where it's like, yeah, we are going back. Cause we not living longer. Okay. Well, Jesus and them, they like lived for a very long time. Like Adam was like
3: a million years old. Or Wait, day. no. In the Old Testament, they lived a long time. Oh Jesus yeah, and yeah. Them lived like six weeks. They were, uh, <laughs> they were like houseflies. I think is is how that changed. Oh
4: shit. Yeah. Yes. Then we're going back to that. Okay. Time.
3: Yeah. Because <laughs> Abraham was like nine nine hundred and ninety six and they were he was, yeah he had a thousand yeah, kids <laughs> he had all them kids and they kept being like abraham are you gonna die he's like i mean at some point but i still got stories to make up when god
4: tells me <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay i want to play a game we have a, a fun game that a brand new game that i'm calling uh trapped in the time capsule
5: like teenage girls when you say teenage how are we talking
3: Okay. Trapped in the time capsule. It's a fun game (laughs) that we're going to play in which I've pulled up a few reviews, a couple reviews of Trapped in the Closet that were written at the time that R. Kelly produced this quote unquote masterpiece. And what I would love for you to do. I'm going to read the the reviews, and I just would love for you to give your general thoughts on them. How are you feeling about this review? Do you feel like it uh, is a good capturing of what people were feeling or should be feeling about what R. Kelly is doing? Cool? Yes. Hell yeah. Okay, I'll start with this one. 10 out of 10, this person, Carrot Park wrote, a pure musical masterpiece. R. Kelly is a horrible person, but this is amazing. <laughs> I was shocked in this unintentional comedy gold. Everything from the beat to the extreme plot points, just amazing. Recommend to anyone with 30 minutes to spare, but after chapter 12 sucks. Your thoughts? Um, wow, spot on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you agree it's it's genius. <laughs> but also Uh,
4: yes yeah and then after 12 i was like this too much Uh, i i have to say and this is very bad that that i'm thinking back on it in 2016 i did like a live singing of trapped in the closet at second city with like a bunch of people and it was like a whole thing and it was so fun now in hindsight i'm like that was very recent what the fuck were we doing yes (laughs) but um it did provide like comedy and like drama it was very fun to do and i think we just ignored the fact that it was from him, which is bad. Yeah,
3: I similarly <laughs> uh, much in the way that we find ways to sort of have fun with the R. Kelly of it all. I used to do a joke where I talked about the girl who went to my high school getting peed on and how I was, you know, you find ways of existing in this trauma, whatever. And I then later sort of reflected on that and it felt uh, distasteful, not Not in that I don't think we should be able to laugh at that stuff. I actually think that we 100% should. And I hope that we find ways to find comedy in it. But I do think that some of the comedy needs to be coming from the person experiencing it directly and not just a nigga who borrowed a pencil from a girl and been like, ah, that's funny. I'm going to crack jokes about that.
4: Uh huh. Like, like the intention matters and be like, why am I saying this? Like, is it funny? Like, sure. But like, who is this for yeah like what is, okay. and to
3: that i think i i also began to take a little bit of issue in doing that in front of white audiences where it started to feel mm-hmm. like all right there's a lot of victims in this joke and y'all just they're all black and y'all just laughing at them in a way that i don't love so maybe that's not gonna be the uh-huh. joke for me for a while
4: and i would say one like one thing for me personally from trapped in the closet i was thirsty for any gay content mm. and the moment like chuck and them came in i'm like look at these two gay niggas i'm on board sure it, so it's surprisingly it, gay had content representation <laughs> yeah <laughs> in
3: in much in the way these reviews are describing there's a lot of twists and turns and a lot of surprising chuck, gay
4: moments when chuck screamed out he was in love i was like oh Oh, you're getting hooked, my gay ass? (laughs) Yeah. What's going to (laughs) happen? All right. Let's get into
3: another review. This is a 10 out of 10 as well. This one says, R. Kelly Convertee. Easy to describe this one. You will either love it or hate it. Look through the comments. They are pretty much all either 1 or 10 with only a few fence sitters personally i saw this for what it truly is the funniest most entertaining complex and interwoven love i don't even know that word ever conceived personally when my friend told me He'd sent me something in the post that I love chapter nine. I thought it was going to be a book when R. Kelly trapped in the closet arrived several days later. Little did I know that my life would be forever changed. Well, that's an exaggeration, but I did laugh from start to finish. As far as I'm concerned, anything that can ever do can do even half of that deserves every award ever. I don't they didn't proofread this at all if you have the opportunity to see this then do if you've heard of this film and get past the low rating and make it to the comments then take it as a sign something has compelled you this far so don't go away actively seek it out and spend the most entertaining minutes of your short life the world needs more laughter open the door
4: I feel like that was a little heavy-handed because it wasn't like all of that like girl chill (laughs) Um, (laughs) like it had some like giggles like it was fun but i don't think it was like the best thing ever it just felt like almost like a parody of like tyler Perry. it just felt like very like you were in on like a joke be like oh this is funny because we know what this is and honestly at the time it came out i think maybe i just didn't realize like how many victims it was because i just was like yeah he like did some great shit but like he probably like regrets it right. and then later when you find out he he didn't that's when it's like ah but like during that particular period i'm like oh yeah look he's doing like grown-up stuff now
3: i do think to your point there was a period where it seemed like oh it was just that one girl and Mm -hmm. that's that's okay (laughs) and it's like that's not okay it's actually still pretty fucked up but i think the society made a choice where it's like all right one's we could deal with one and then it turned out it was uh 193 and it's like okay that's a different conversation
4: Oh, man. I didn't even know it was that many. God oh, damn. I, I
3: just made up a random number. Oh, no right. if that's actually Jesus. it. But oh, I wouldn't goodness. put it past him to it. There's no way R. Kelly's number isn't lower than 193. And he clearly doesn't enjoy adult women that much. So I'm going to say 193.
4: Okay. I'll say it too
3: okay hell yeah tell your friends Uh, (laughs) here's the last review this one's my personal favorite and this one's a 1 out of 10 stars much like the previous one alluded to they're all either 1's or 10's but this one says R. Kelly is a disgrace to all black people not only that but he is also a disgrace to the entire human race go away R. Kelly you were this close to being cool but you just had to pee on the bitch didn't you didn't you (laughs) I hate you, R. Kelly. I really, really hate you. I think you are this generation's Hitler. You suck. In case you didn't get the idea, I'll give you some director's commentary. I hate you. I seriously do not like this movie. And the IMDb comments rule. And also, I hope the so-called stars of this feature understand that they will never get an acting job again. See you in porn, folks. I also feel bad about the people who worked with him on this project. Did they, like, know he was a joke? I don't understand how this even exists.
4: Wow. Okay, that person, um, I, I love their passion, first of all. Uh, yep. they really, the, the amount of times that they said, I hate you. Yes. Made it, made, it, made it very clear. There were a few parts that I was like, you're overstepping. You can't say that these people won't get jobs again because some of them sure. have. Sure, Yeah, Michael K. Williams works.
3: <laughs> that boy keeps working,
4: <laughs> and so I'm like, stay in your lane, and your lane is your emotions, which I'm on board for. I'm like, yeah, hate him. Um, yeah, I I think that review I give it a ten out of ten. Well, I'll, I'll give it a nine out of ten because they I didn't like them overstepping to speak to the actors. They don't know what situations they were in, right? But yeah, I <laughs> I love. I really love how much they hate it. I do not agree that he's okay. Depending on who wrote it cuz my feelings will change. Yep. I think if if a black woman caught him the Hitler of our generation, I would be like, "Okay, there's an argument there." Yep. Cuz his victims were all black women, that speaks a lot to like systemic problems within like culture as a whole. Mhm. So that like helps me there, but if it's not, I just want to know like what have your life been? to like that this is the person this is your handler i'm like so what are like these other people like that bar like they set that bar so i'm just like okay so people who are like more terrible than him who were who you got like who you put out the (laughs) deck
3: i will say that it and i could be wrong but it felt like a white person wrote it and that's how and I felt as way, well. <laughs> calling him Hitler felt a little bit ex- like, come on, big dog. We we could point out a few more Hitlers before we mm-hmm. get to R. Kelly. I know he's not a good guy. I'm not saying there aren't, you know, he's not Hitler adjacent, but there are a few white options for you to go down the list on before you get to R. Kelly by, you know, including I mean, fucking presidents.
4: Even if they said like Hitler to little black women, I'd be like, Uh specific. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. You study. (laughs) I'm like, all right. But just like generally, I'm like, okay, you, you, that's too broad. uh, Sure. Assumption right there.
3: So again, based on this review, you're giving Sky Captain, you're saying a nine out of 10, largely for passion and not necessarily for accuracy. I'll,
4: I'll take it back. I'm now aiming at like a seven because now I do think that they are, Caucasian, and that does paint it differently
3: for me. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. uh And you know what? I I can't argue with you. I think a seven seems reasonable. Thank you for your passion, but maybe do a little bit more research before you go calling the nigga who was on the Batman soundtrack Hitler. Because
4: <laughs> would they let like Hitler on
3: a Batman soundtrack? I don't think so. <laughs> Listen, I've listened to every Batman soundtrack, and not one song from Hitler. Not one. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, this is <was> great. <laughs> Dwayne, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. Could you tell the people at home where they can find you what cool shit you have going on?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter. It's just Dwayne Perkins. That's D-E-W A Y-N-E. Cause there's another stand-up comedian that has my same name and I'm not him. Okay. And then our Instagram is Dwayne K. Perkins. Um yeah, and watch the Amber Ruffin show. It's Friday's on Peacock. I love that
3: black woman. She's my Hell favorite. yeah. Watch the show. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, follow and like, subscribe, and and say nice things or horrible things about the podcast. I enjoy both. And uh, if you would like to send us drops or cool thoughts or conspiracy theories of your own, please send them to mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And follow me on all those platforms Instagram and Twitter if that's some shit you're into I'm not gonna follow you back I'm a sicko that way but I'm happy you're following me and I didn't have to say any of this last part okay bye
5: Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
0: Hey, where are you?